0: Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Laubeck. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. Revelation, chapter 12, verse 7. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels waged war with the dragon. The dragon and his angels waged war. And they were not strong enough. And there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down. And the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world, he was thrown down to the earth. And his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in the heavens saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down. He who accuses them before our God day and night. And they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. For this reason, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and to the sea, because the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, knowing that he is only a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was thrown down to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the two wings of the great eagle were given to the woman, so that she... ...could fly into the wilderness to her place, where she was nourished for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. And the serpent poured water like river out of his mouth after the woman, so that he might cause her to be swept away with the flood. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and drank up the river, which the dragon poured out of his mouth... So the dragon was enraged with the woman and went off to make war with the rest of her children who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. This is the word of the Lord on this fifth day of the week in God's created order. The eighth day of the second month, 2024th year of our Lord. And this is another fine day in the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for this day. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your love, your grace, your mercy. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for revealing this to us, that, we may, that our hearts might be edified, that we may continue to grow in grace, that we may properly discern the times in which we live. We look forward to learning your Word each and every morning and each and every day. We pray these things. May the Spirit guide us in them. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, it's an, uh, it's, we are still in the, good morning, nice to have you. So, there are two, probably the two most noted sermons or dissertations of Jesus was, of course, the Sermon on the Mount, which really was at the beginning of his ministry, and this. Dissertation that he gives to his disciples here, the things which are to come. This is known as the Olivet Discourse. And it started out with the disciples asking 24-3, as he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. Jesus is laying out the end time scenario to his disciples and specifically that which is going to culminate the Daniel's seventieth week. The time of the birth pangs, we've, Jesus spoke about the woman with birth pangs and the and the labor and the false labor that comes and is this time and is this time. Well, the birth pangs are over. The water's broken. The labor is here. And this is what Jesus, and not here at this time, but what Jesus talked about. In the time in which we live, to properly discern it, we are still in the birth pang stage. But those contractions are getting closer and closer together. And you might think, you might think that we are living in the last times. I've I've questioned myself that. uh, I've questioned it myself. Are we living in a time we're looking at times with more and more people, everywhere I go, is saying that they've never, they never believed we would get to where we're at, and I, I don't need to list the, the craziness within this world, but you see it, and you're saying the same thing. I never, I never would have believed where, where we were, and God bless you. If you're looking at the next election. The presidential election, or any election, where you're looking at the next, or you're looking at the the hope, and a hope that's found in a man, in a president, or, or a world leader, that's going to turn things around. Be careful, because when that, when these times do come, there's going to be many that's going to be looking for a man. Scripture tells us plainly, cursed is a man who puts his trust in man and there's going to become one there's going to, there will come a world leader and he will be dynamic and he will come and he will have the answers to all the world's woes and people are going to be excited about him and anyone that says a word against him will be the public enemy number 1 they will be hateful they will they will stand between between The chaos that we've all been experiencing and restoration. But this man isn't going to be who he seems to be. And while he may speak peace, peace, while there is no peace, while he may say all the right things and do all the right do all the right things, he will not be a God's man, but he will be Satan's man. And that's where history is Is drawing near to, to that great showdown. So you ain't seen nothing yet. If you think things are bad now, you ain't seen nothing yet. As the world continues to draw closer to that showdown, you know, I see it I see it so many times in movies that they have that there is a certain element that's of truth that you find in movies, even movies that are probably produced by pagan and and very liberal directors or what have you. But nonetheless, you'll see things in movies that say, huh. And one of the themes that we so liked growing up in westerns was the great showdown. The showdown at O.K. Crow or or Matt Dillon facing off with the bad guy. You've got the good guy in the white hat. You've got the bad guy in the black hat. And they're, they're they're drawn together for the big showdown. With big showdown in history is coming, folks. So the ground war, which we see, and which which will take place. Uh, and it's it's pertinent now in the sense that what we see in life is a manifestation of the war in heaven. Some of us understand that there is an angelic conflict that we know that there is a greater war that's taking place in heaven between God and his angels and, or, or God and his angels and Satan and his that there is still to this day the access we see that in Job that the angels the devil and his angels still have access to heaven but what we see here on earth in, in the earthly realm is a manifestation of what's going on in heaven. Point of doctrine, when, you, when we see the world growing more hostile and aggressive against God's elect, more specifically to the Jews, and in our time, Christians, know that it is an indication that the war in heaven is intensifying and it may be relatively soon that satan and his angels are going to be kicked out of heaven bringing the ground war to its full intensity that's what we read in revelation chapter 12 verse 7 through 17 when satan is kicked out of heaven and is sent down to the earth that's <laughs> that's when folks that's when you're going to see that's when you ain't seen nothing yet it's going to be then you think it's bad now Satan has not yet been kicked out of heaven. So, Matthew 24, 15-16 Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. And we'll go, we can read on from there. We're going to Right, let's let's just go on and, and read what we have here. Whoever is on the housetops must not go down to get the things out that are in his house. What's being laid out here is the sense of urgency, the desperation, the, the get out. You don't have time. Grab your stuff and go. And uh, so whoever is in the field must not turn back to get his cloak. But woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. But pray that your flight will not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be a great tribulation such as not occurred since the beginning of the world until now nor ever will. Unless those days will be cut short, no life will be saved. But for the, one, for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. And Satan is removed from, at this point, Satan is removed from heaven. The church is removed. The rapture of the church. Satan is cast out. The accuser, the one is, that is a, that's accusing the brethren day and night, he's cast out and the church is removed and brought up. And nothing is left now for the evil one but to train his full efforts at destroying the Jews, at destroying God's elect. Notice that in in Revelation that we see first God's elect. That those are the Jewish people. Those are that's the Israelites. They at this time, with the with the presence of the uh, Satan on Earth, and and that and that's taking place. They have to escape at a moment's notice. And the Lord has prepared a place for them to run to. And then when he could, when Satan could not, could not destroy him or reach him, he turns his efforts back to the elect. And that's those, that's those, the the Gentiles living in that time, Gentile believers. He'll turn his aggression against those. So this, this showdown down the showdown that's coming is going to be between Christ, God's Christ, the anointed one, and Satan's Antichrist, or counterfeit Christ. And this was prophesied, this war actually was prophesied all the way back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. I will put enmity, this is after the fall of man and Satan's and it is the Lord who's addressing the serpent. He's addressing the man. He's addressing the woman. He first turns his attention to the serpent. And he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman. Remember, we can connect this with Revelation 12. Or Revelation 12. And when we have the woman, where we have the, the serpent of old. I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He will bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. This is a battle that is is brought on by the Lord. And again, every Western, the bad guy and the good guy, squaring off in the in Dodge City. And the what well, here it is is the greatest and the final showdown between between God, between the goodness of God and the evil of Satan. Uh, Between God's anointed one and Satan's appointed one. Remember this. Remember the point of battle where there's two forces in opposition at war, at battle. One does not gain ground without the other side losing ground. Satan is losing ground. And Revelation tells us that he is desperate. That Satan is desperate. The Lord is on the move. You see, all the way up till now, evil has been allowed to have its say. Evil has, in our day, evil is on the march. It reminds, don't it remind you of the, the uh, Lord of the Rings? That's one of the reasons why I love Lord of the Rings. Because you see this scenario being played out. It's getting darker. It's getting darker. And, and it's it's a long... If you watch the movie... I haven't read the books, but maybe I'll read the books. But it, get, it gets oh, long and drawn out as the forces of good and the forces of, of evil are, are, are battling one another. But then it comes to a point. Is it is it that the Lord is? Is it that the Lord cannot? Is it just a tough battle that that is taken so long for the Lord to defeat evil? Not at all. The Lord could end it today. But He's got His purposes for what's going on. Finally, the Lord said, "It's like my brother Mike said. When is God going to have enough? Be fed up? He's he going to have enough of all this evil. The time is coming when, when Satan and his angels are kicked out of heaven." That's when evil no longer has its say that's no longer that they have no longer say in court and the the advances of the Lord to to press forward is on its way and it may seem like the end and it will it is it is the end of the age but the end of the age will culminate to the beginning of the next age where Jesus Christ rules so <laughs> What well, they say about breaking a few eggs when you make when to make the best omelet you're gonna have to break you' have to break some eggs well some eggs are being broken so at this point Satan is trying desperately desperately to hold on to what he's got even now he's trying to hold on because every time someone proclaims Christ everyone, some every time someone receives Christ as their personal savior Satan loses ground and every time a believer, who have trusted in the Lord, goes from spiritual baby to spiritual adulthood in his maturity, Satan loses ground. And and Satan's been losing ground all the way from the beginning. All the way back when he got that gold ring when Adam sinned. He thought that he had it all. But no, he doesn't. And as time progresses, Satan continues to lose and lose and lose and finally he will lose big. Let me ask you this morning, which team are you on? And ask yourself this. Which team are you on? Which jersey are you wearing? Whose side are you on? Whose side are you rooting for? And I ask this because I know Christians or those who profess Christ. I know churchgoers. I know those who carry their Bibles. But Listen to them and and talk from time to time. I will hear them sp- speak very disparagingly against the Jews. That uh, their comments. Oh, those Jews! This that, they're taking over this and they're taking over. And I will. Uh, yes, yes, they are still a stiff-necked people. Yes, they are still in their negative volition. They are still as as. Rough as you can get, and godless and still paganized. But when I hear when I hear people talk, they're not speaking the truth, they're speaking in contempt against the Jews. Let me remind you that history re- revolves around the Jewish people, regardless who they are today. There's coming a time when the Lord is going to, when the Lord's going to put his law in their hearts. Their eyes are going to open up, the scales are going to fall off of their eyes. At that point they will in their desperation as the nations are moving in, they will at that point with that new heart, with the uh, with the word written upon their heart, will say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord which will mark the Lord's coming. So these are check your anti Semitism at the door. Because if you're not for, if you're not look, if if you're against the Jews, you're really ally, and your mindset is on uh, is in the viewpoint of this world and Satan, because the Jews is, the Jews is what the the Satan is going to center his attack on. Matthew twenty four fifteen. Therefore, when you see the abomination, of desolation which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place. Let the reader understand. Now, let's take a look at who this Antichrist is. What is this Antichrist? So, since Jesus is speaking of Daniel, let's go to Daniel. Daniel nine twenty seven, And he will make a firm covenant with the many in one week. But in the middle of the week he will put a stop to sacrifice and grain offering. And on the wing of abomination will come one who makes desolate. Even until a complete destruction one that is decreed is poured out on the one who makes desolate. Daniel 11.31 Forces from him will arise. Desecrate the sanctuary fortress and do away with the regular sacrifices and they will set up the abomination of desolation and then Daniel 12:11 from the time that the regular sacrifice is, is abolished and the abomination of desolation is set up there will be 1290 days yes at this point this is this is the time uh, Tim I understand what I mean by the red star cluster. It is what starts off the operation. This is what this is the sign. This is what's what's getting ready to happen. This is when the Satan's man sets up himself as God in the temple. More about that tomorrow. But uh, This one is the Antichrist. The, he is the man of lawlessness that we find in Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.3. Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostate comes first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. While it's destined for the Son of God to receive the rule of the kingdom, Satan sets up a counterfeit ruler. Remember that Satan, in all of his wisdom, he he doesn't come up with his own plan. It's always a counterfeit of what the Lord is doing. The Lord will come up with a plan. Satan will come up with a counterfeit plan. Which, in one way, you think, well, he's not that wise. But on the other hand, it's... Uh, not a bad idea at all, you know, as far as a strategy. We'll look at that. Well, remember the ultimate goal of Satan, what he's trying to do. That he's trying to set himself up like the Most High God. Isaiah fourteen twelve through 14. How you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, son of dawn. You have cut down the earth, You have weakened the nations. But you said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will ascend into heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars. Why can't I get that? I have to make it a little smaller. Hold on. There we go. A little smaller for you. Okay. How have you fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, son of the dawn? You have been cut down to earth. You who have weakened the nations, but you said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will raise my throne above the sun, stars of God, and I will sit on the Mount of Assembly in the recesses of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will make myself like the Most High. Satan seeking to, when he seeks, to make a counterfeit plan. It's not, like I said, at, at first I say, well, he's too dumb to come up with a better plan than than Satan, which may be true, but how, you see, Satan has always taken truth and has mixed it with the lie. He had presented the truth and then he has used the truth to mix and the lie and uh, remember that he's not Looking to deceive those that are loyal to him, he's looking to deceive the elect if they can be. And so, the most, you know, that, 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 um, the saying that he's, that he knows just enough. He knows just enough to make him dangerous. And, and Christians know just enough of the Bible to be in dangerous territory. They will see things that are true. They don't they don't know enough to be properly discerning of the word. So that when things take place, they see truth in it, but they're not able to discern the the counterfeit, I might say. It's like Charles Spurgeon. Something Charles Spurgeon says that uh, that he Charles Spurgeon wrote discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong it is knowing the difference between right and almost right so this counterfeit this, this antichrist he's not going to come in wearing horns and he's not going to have a big Big thing on him that says I to promote his darkness. He's going to come like Satan as an angel of light. He's going to be a, someone that's going to present hope to the world, even even to the Jews, because at this point the Jews are looking for a a man of peace, and he's going to fix those things that are broken. Things are. The, He's going to be the answer to a lot of people's worries. Remember, going back to the warning, cursed is he who puts his trust in man and makes his uh, his flesh his hope. So throughout history, going all the way back to the Tower of Babel, to that time that Satan has kept the man. You see, as first of all, here it is. Here it is that God is going to set up his anointed one. In the very beginning, it was Adam that was supposed to be the dominion ruler. He would bow a knee to God to be perfectly submissive to God while he rules the world. We know that Adam failed. And then there came Nimrod. Nimrod was the first one. Satan, like God and his man, Satan, to be like the most high God, he's going to have his man. His own dominion ruler to set up world domination, and this antichrist is one who will, as a counterfeit Christ, he will. He is to bow a knee to Satan, as Pastor Tim says. There's probably going to be some rebellion in there as well as Adam rebelled against God. Let's see what this antichrist does with. And uh, his with his God Satan, but anyway, there's a there is the counterfeit God's man God's or Satan's counterfeit, and he and from the very beginning Satan probably had one in the wings, starting with Nimrod, and Nimrod set up the first he was the first empire builder he he was the first one. Back in Genesis, we are introduced to Nimrod in Genesis chapter 10, we, and we see his kingdom and the attitude, the Antichrist attitude, in Genesis chapter 11. Throughout history, there were others. There was Antichrist Epiphanes. There was Nero. There is the Hitler, and so each time. I don't don't even think Hitler knows who it is. And I think in every age that Hitler or not Hitler, Satan I think in every age Satan has a man in the wings ready to bring him up. Ready on, on alert to be able and once the restrainer that we see in Thessalonians once that restrainer is removed we can go from historical trends to Going into prophecy, going into Daniel's 70th week, once the restrainer is removed, that Satan's man can take charge and rise up to his prominence to that final showdown that he's going to have between uh, himself and God's anointed one. Father in heaven, thank you for this time together. We pray that God the Holy Spirit will... Open our hearts, teach us truth as good Bereans, let us look at scripture, let us let us research these things, let us look into these things, let us know the truth. Let us not be deceived by partial truth. Let us not but let us go for the full truth, properly discerning the word of the Lord. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Alright, another fine day in the Lord. Keep your armor on, keep fighting a good fight of faith. Lord willing, Spirit guide, rapture Penning we'll be back here in the AM. Thank you for joining us. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.